0: Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the Community Trail Running Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lee. Thank you for joining me once again. So many podcasts out there, and I so appreciate you spending a little bit of your time with me. Today we have Matthias Eichler on the podcast, friend of the podcast, Matthias. He's been on before, of course, the host of Single Track. He's also the executive director of the film festival, and he's also the race director for the Beast of Big Creek, which happens in Hoodsport, Washington. That's what we're chatting about today. It's a fun conversation, and we'll get to that before our little bit of housekeeping, which of course has to do with the film festival. It's tomorrow, Tuesday, April 18th at the Rio. Get your tickets while you still can, trailfilmfest.com, or in the show notes, If money is a barrier for you to coming to the Vancouver Screening, send me a message and we can get you in. Remember to get to the theater early, folks. First few people through the door will get a Tailwind giveaway, and the films and show are going to be a great time. Tomorrow we'll have Matthias on the podcast to preview the film festival and get everyone set for the big day. But today we're chatting with Matthias about The Beast. Let's go. Today's guest is friend of the podcast, Matthias Eichler. The Rock Candy Running Race Director has been on the podcast before. He's also the host of the Single Track Podcast that I've been on before. And of course, he's the Executive Director of the Trail Running Film Festival. The man wears many hats. I'm so pumped to have him on today for part one of our chat. We're going to hear from him again tomorrow about the film festival and preview that since it will be the day of. But today we're talking about Matthias's race. The Beast of Big Creek. Matthias, thanks for chatting, man.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Hold on. I got to go and find the right hat to wear for this show. (laughs) Today, we're talking about Beast of Big Creek. Yes.
0: And before we get into that, let me know, let us know how you got involved with the beast because it's not your creation
1: exactly not before i mean really that is the main story beast of big creek is now you see i don't even know 12th 13th year running which doesn't feel like a lot of years but trail running is still a fairly young sport Mm -hmm. and so it's actually quite an old race and um, a friend of mine john johnson from shelton washington was he a high school cross-country coach i think that was his real real profession anyway he loves running he came up with beast of big creek and he always made it very hard i mean the route is always the same you start at the big creek campground just above lake cushman which sits above hood sport which sits above the hood canal which (laughs) is right on the edge of the olympic mountains on the southeastern side of the Olympic Peninsula, right by the staircase entrance of the Olympic National Park, about Mm -hmm. an hour away from Olympia, Washington, which sits halfway between Seattle and Portland in the Pacific Northwest on the West Coast of North America. (gasps) I think I sort of drilled it out. I got to assume you have a large international audience. And so I wanted to like really like zoom in and out, right? So. That's where Beast of Big Creek sits. We start at Big Creek Campground and we run up Mount Eleanor. And Mount Eleanor is an unassuming named mountain. Um, but it it should be called like, I don't know. Well, it's Mount Eleanor. And it but it's a really popular hiking trail because you actually climb a mountain. It actually goes to the summit, right? I mean, there are lots of meandering trails. Um around and mount illinois sort of sits in this perfect place where you get above treeline you go to the summit it there is some loftiness exposure big panorama vista so it's not just a casual hiking trail and that's what makes a race truly special john johnson created the race and he kept it cut off super tight, which made it super tough because it's mm. a seven mile up, seven mile down, 14 miles total, 5,200 feet of vertical. You got to convert that for Canadians and the rest of the world. Can you do that quickly?
0: Um, oh my gosh! I Fourteen think that's miles.
1: It's like 20 three kilometers, something like that, right? Fourteen miles. Thirteen miles is a half marathon. You know what? It's twenty-one k. So, oh shit, we should have prepared for that. <laughs> Can we fix that in post?
0: We no. We're, we're gonna we're gonna live this out forever. The point is, <laughs> it goes for a while and it goes up for a bit. <laughs> yes.
1: There we go. Oh, I see. It, that, that's how Canadians measure stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? The I top like is it. just past those trees, okay? <laughs> yes, yes.
1: So anyway, he retired uh, fairly suddenly in last year. And um, then I reached out to him and said, dude, I want to take over the race. And he's like, dude, let's do this. And nice. so I worked with the National Forest Service. And, you know, this is always... Very much appreciated if you can sort of take over a permit. I mean, it's not an automatic, yes, but um, when you have an established event already with these big federal agencies and you sort of like carry it on, it's a lot easier rather than like knocking on the door and saying, hello, I'm a nobody, I have an idea. Then they're saying, well, who are you? Nobody, what is your idea? <laughs> We're not interested. So. That's the beast of Kirk Creek I, uh, Creek, Absolute incredible race, fairly small race. And I mean, you know, I mean, it's just up and down and I don't know, many people say the downhill is almost harder.
0: I could imagine that the downhill always sort of sneaks up on people. I like, I can't wait for this race. I have signed up. Finally, I will be there. Um, running, running up and then back down is sort of my jam. I love it. Do you have a favorite part of what this course or this race is about? Essentially,
1: there are, I mean, it, it's to simplify, there are two sections which you visit twice, so essentially four sections, but essentially you first go up through the trees and that's just beautiful. And it's fairly, you know, soft, beautiful trail and stuff, but it's relentlessly uphill. And there isn't really a stretch where you go flat ever, like pretty much right out of the gate. I mean, you have a little bit of camp trail, but then you just climb, 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 climb. <laughs> and you can really blow yourself up because you think, well, um, this must come to an end, but it only gets steeper. And then, once you pass the aid station you shortly after leave the tree line and I just feel like you know we don't live in Colorado we don't live in places that already don't have any trees because they are so high up and so there is a um average sort of trail running experience here in the Pacific Northwest, which is almost entirely in the trees. And it's beautiful and it's wonderful and it's nice and cool when it's hot out. But that feeling of going getting above treeline is magical at Beast of Big Creek. It's a really unique running experience. There are very few races that offer that because either most of the trails that are above treeline are in national parks where you won't get a permit or it then immediately becomes mountain climbing and it becomes too dangerous. And because it's a hiking trail, um, it just still feels like a trail and still feels runnable. and, um, And so, yeah, so the section above, and it's deceptively tricky because there's a big boulder field that you kind of have to climb through. There's an obvious trail. So it's, you know, it's not mountaineering, but it's sort of on the edge and especially on the downhill where you, feel like, well, I've made it up, now I can let gravity do its part. It gets tricky, and um, you got to place your feet properly. And I think that's when slow people lose most of the time because they think, oh, now I can make up my time and hustle downhill. And then there's like a good mile and a half of technical downhill running that makes... Makes you be a lot slower than you wish you be, right? And the fast runners, I mean, they better not die there because you can, if you um, like, fly through the boulder field. So don't do
0: that. Always good <laughs> advice. Don't die on the course. Uh, that yes, is your race director, friends. <laughs> 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 not asking much. I want to ask because uh, I always like to hear race directors' insights. What are your most important priorities when it comes to hosting a race and, and hosting an event?
1: Oh, that is so difficult to um say because I think that there are big touch points. One, especially in the early phase, where we're still like a few months out from it, one of the most important touch points is always the permit agency, the relationship that you have to even be allowed to do this, right? you got to manage this extremely well you can't treat these people who are public agents who work with limited capacity like the the person that is getting me my permit is the only permitting person responsible i don't know what her official title is for the entire Olympic National Forest recreational and commercial permitting so if somebody and he has a construction, somebody needs to put a cell phone tower somewhere, somebody needs to log some trees. It all goes through her, right? And um, we can't forget that we need to treat these relationships, these people as super important, not just because they're they're the literal gatekeepers for that, but it just is, it's a super important aspect of it all, right? And then, I think the next phase for me is always the course marking, right? I mean, I feel like, I don't know, very early on, and I'm not just saying that to you because you live up there in uh, Vancouver area. Very early on, I experienced Gary Robbins' races, and he's famous for over course marking mm-hmm. and making sure that you absolutely do not get lost. And I think that's super valuable to me. And I fret that i want people to be comfortable on the trail there's nothing more frustrating i know that there's a style of racing that is a little bit more self sufficient that says well you know you got to have your gps on your watch and this is on you but the races that i'm doing i think that's that's super super important right um and then i think lastly i think is being there Throughout the race, I can't be cheering people on, right? I don't have a live feed. I don't have an e-bike that I can ride next to you and cheer (laughs) you on. But being in air at the finish line and celebrating everyone's accomplishment is, I think, super important to me Um, when, um, you know, especially with Beast, which is probably my technically hardest race, You see people coming into the finish and they have this look of utter pain in their face and you're (laughs) like, oh my gosh, what did I do to them, right? And then they express how absolutely incredible it was and to sort of be able to provide that experience for runners, for sort of being able to create these adventures that people can have and safely have and enjoyable to them, allowing them to push themselves in that way. I think that's super rewarding and something I value extremely.
0: And it's pretty cool. Like you said that you got to take over this run and that it is so difficult. You mentioned the, the, um, tight cutoffs earlier. Is that something then that is still existent?
1: No, that's exactly it. Right. Um, I don't know how I feel about cutoffs. I know, on big ultras, there is a reality that you don't want to overexpose your volunteers. You don't want to abuse their good-heartedness and say, oh yeah, you can just stand there for 36 hours and see if somebody else comes around. I think there is value in cutoffs, but I feel like some races use cutoffs in a way to arbitrarily select who they are wanting to run these races
0: mm.
1: and Beast of big creek is a short course it's fairly easy there's no limit right i mean we're not in a city that we have to sort of permitting wise um reopen main street after a certain time there's no reason for me to force um a specific cutoff other than elitism, quite frankly, right? I mean, if I only want fast runners in my race, I'll put a put a cutoff in that particular race. I'm not speaking for every race director mm-hmm. and for every circumstance, right? But in that particular instance, it's like um, if I would put a cutoff there, then it would be literally arbitrary in order for me to be selective. And I don't feel that's necessary, especially, right? I mean, yes, there are, they're the summit crew and they don't want to hang out on the summit forever. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a limit to that, but I think once everybody is off the summit, if somebody blows up and really has to walk it in and takes an hour longer, I'm sitting in a campground at a fire, drinking a beer, right. (laughs) I'll be, I'll be there right at the finish line with my beer in hand, waiting for you. If it takes you five and a half or six and a half hours. I'm there.
0: Uh, well, people are going to have to get across that finish line so they can see you. So, how do they get involved? Where can they sign up? Where can they can vol- volunteer, hang out at the summit? Give us the goods.
1: Yeah, rockhandyrunning.com has all the info. Slash Beast has any specific infos about Beast of Big Creek. But yeah, check out the race. Find me on social or email me at Matthias's com to ask questions. I'd love to have you out there. It is, I mean, for trail races, it's not that remote. I mean, we had an absolute glorious day uh, last year. It was actually cool because it was cloudy at the campground the entire day. And when the first runners came down from the summit, I was like, hey, how was it up there? Because it could have been completely socked in and potentially even, you know, moisture on the rocks and little treacherous. And they're like, no, right as we hit... The upper eight station, we broke above the clouds and we had this inversion layer, and they were like like bluish sky, and it was absolutely incredible race, right? And you look down on Lake Cushman you gonna know, see the Hood Canal and Puget Sound in the distance, and on a nice day you can see the big volcanoes in the distance and and stuff, right? I mean, it is an absolute spectacular trail for a hike any day, um, even in winter if you have the gear, but. Um, for a race, it's an absolute spectacular route, and I feel completely honored to be able to sort of usher this into a this race into a new era, and and you know work with the National Forest Service on sort of providing that experience.
0: Well, I will see you in August. Everyone should come and join us. Let's make it as big of a party as we can. Matthias, huge thank you to you. Let's do this again tomorrow for the Film Festival preview. But for today, huge thank you to everyone listening. Shout out to all the race volunteers out there, like those at the Beast of Big Creek. And until next time, I'm Adam Lee, and this is Community Trail Running.